and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Good morning, folks. Thursday, September 21st, 2023. A quick note before I get into today's topic. Next week is obviously the second GOP debate of 2023 for the 24th Circuit. And it's coming from Reagan Library, Simi Valley. And guess what? They've asked me to moderate it. No, that's not true. I will not be there, but I will be here the very next day with a political analysis and reaction to the debates with Professor Wilfred Riley, political science professor from Kentucky, and he will be joining me every month for a co-host spot while he and I explore the possibility of a regular working relationship on the podcast together. Okay, well, that's the news, and I'll be announcing that more formally coming soon. Today's topic, illegal immigration. Folks, this is not just a conservative or a right-wing pet issue every time an election, election circuit comes about. This is a very serious matter. Let's talk about just a few realities on the ground. We'll start with money. Around 37 to 40% of all prisoners in the United States, especially in the Southwest, are illegal immigrants. Let's talk about the California Department of Corrections. It has roughly a $300 billion annual budget. Okay, I'm going to do some very complicated math here. If we have roughly 37 to 40% of our prison population in California coming from illegal immigrants from Mexico, then according to my very fancy math, I estimate that at $110 billion per year that just the state of California bilks people who work to spend on food, housing, and, quote, rehabilitation for these repeat offenders from Mexico. That's right. Okay. Federally, we have a smaller uh, prison system because it's, it's, well, it's small. It's a, really a camp system. And it's around $10 billion federal budget for the fiscal years. And again, you've got around uh, a quarter coming from illegal immigrants. Now, I'm going to do more fancy math. This is very impressive, I know. Uh, underestimates on the total cost of the border wall that Trump endeavored to build and it's not clear how much he did build or didn't build. He says that he put up walls where there were technically counted fence that were more just posts laying down or, or decrepit uh, walls and fences in places, and he's not getting credit for that. I don't know. doesn't matter. For my fancy analysis here, we've got, say, $22 billion as an underestimate, according to the Brookings Institute, for the total cost of the border wall. Let's put it at 30, folks. Let's put it at 50. I don't care. Let's say it goes way out of control. Let's say inflation just kicks that price up. It's 30 to $40 billion for the total cost of that wall. Just in California, remember, $110 billion annually is spent on the Department of Corrections for illegal immigrants. Seems like a pretty wise financial decision to build a wall and stop this crisis. How does this kind of basic logic evade the typical American citizen 
who says, say, on the left side of the spectrum, that this is a humanitarian crisis, and this is simply uh, an issue of the United States not wanting to share its wealth, not wanting to uh, be kind and so forth. They don't seem to realize we're in $32 trillion of debt, that we don't have money, that this money is actually getting borrowed from China in real time to pay for the illusion of power economically, domestically. Oh, and let's talk about a humanitarian crisis. If you'd like to focus on harm being done to people, let's focus on harm being done to people, okay? We're going to go to the Center for Immigration Studies, and we're only going to focus on Texas between June 2011 and April 2018. That's it. Illegal immigrants, 1,300 homicides, 80,000 assaults, 19,000 burglaries, 80,000 drug charges, 900 kidnappings, 45,000 thefts, 51,000 obstructing police charges, 4,200 robbery charges, 7,100 rape and sexual assault charges, 10,000 weapons charges. Soak in that for a second. That's just Texas. That's just up until April 2018. There were over a quarter million criminal aliens booked in Texas local jails between June 2011 and April 2018. A quarter million. And those were the humanitarian measurements on real people in Texas. Real people, including and probably mostly the immigrant culture, the immigrant community, was victimized by other criminal aliens. And we know this based on independent research from the CDC, actually. Yeah, this is really important stuff right here. Whenever someone decries a, a, a racial injustice in the criminal justice system, there's independent data that proves that that's not happening. Uh, and it comes in the following form. When you study the race of the perpetrator and the race of the victim in medical autopsy literature, it is almost a one-to-one -one correlation. It's almost guaranteed, one-to-one, -one, that your perpetrator will be the same race as you. And it makes perfect sense because you're in the same community, you're in the same proximity, close proximity, etc. You see where I'm going. And that data bears out. So if you have 7,100 sexual assault charges and you've got 1,300 homicides, 80,000 assaults, those are illegal aliens victimizing and criminally harming other people in the Hispanic community in Texas in those years. So there is a humanitarian crisis. If you went to college, you would think that the humanitarian crisis are stingy, wealthy people in the United States not wanting immigrants from another non-white culture to come into this country, and that's why we're being so cruel to the people trying to come over. The reality on the ground is the humanitarian crisis is actually being perpetrated in violent terms on people from the Hispanic communities by other illegal immigrants from the Hispanic community, and that is the actual carnage happening. And for the pleasure of having this kind of barbarism unfold in the United States, you and I are taxed to an enormous degree, and they'd like more money. As I'd mentioned weeks ago when I was talking about New York City, and even the uh, left-wing governor, Hochul, Hochul, is now admitting their immigration system is overwhelmed and overburdened. That now they're asking for more money, and the usual characters are going around, the Ocasio-Cortezes and so forth, saying they need to tax the rich to deal with this crisis. 
That's right. And I just whispered there like Joe Biden. That's right. I did it. I did it. I'm guilty. But certainly our federal government must be developing a plan to protect the nation and react to this emerging crisis at the border and protect the citizens of the communities throughout the Southwest and greater United States, right? Certainly they're expending their energies in those directions. They have to be. No, what they're going after is Elon Musk. That's right. He's under criminal investigation for perks that he received from Tesla and other companies that he owns. That's right. They're even investigating the idea he had about spending money on a glass house in Texas. That's right. A glass house that was never built for himself, but that he had an idea of building. They are investigating through the DOJ and the SEC. And I'm sure Musk is no stranger to court processes. You can't be such a powerful, wealthy man without being the target of various criminal investigations. And so he's, he's no stranger to this. But this isn't really meant, I don't think, to go after Musk. This is likely meant to be a demonstration that even if you're that powerful and you have the gall to purchase one of the main mechanisms that we now know the FBI was using to push out as well as limit news stories during the last election cycle. That's proven. Those are the Twitter files, folks, that was, that was exposed in Congress. This is not conspiratorial at all. You can simply turn to Michael Schellenberger or Matt Taibbi and review the files that they were given access to from Musk and which were revealed in Congress that showed an actual communication directly between the FBI and Twitter at the time, directing them to quash certain stories and promote certain stories prior to the election cycle. That, that is not conspiratorial. That is literally out in public. Now, so Musk is not allowed to go out and, and think that he can turn systems around. He's the only electric car vehicle owner, by the way, manufacturer who turns a profit on each car. The others, the big three in Detroit, don't get anywhere close to profit. They lose money on every EV. So why they would go after the person who is making possible their green dreams is another confusion here. And so Musk is not allowed to even think about building a glass house for himself. The fact that he might have mentioned this to others in his company is evidence, they would say, that he was not disclosing certain plans to his shareholders. Now, wouldn't this kind of investigation follow on the heels of some sort of stock collapse or some sort of underperformance? Last time I checked, I thought Tesla stocks were doing very well. So what's the purpose of this investigation? Again, I really do think the purpose, even if it's just implicit and not necessarily conscious, is to tell you, you better not step up. You better not say things that are politically inconvenient, politically incorrect. By the way, that term originated from Mao Zedong, and it was a hand down from both the Third Reich and Soviet Russia. And a man like Musk, who is building great things, and I would say helping the country in a massive manner. By the way, other companies use his products in their cars. They can't even produce the electric battery technology to the degree that he can. Mercedes can't do it. They literally use Tesla batteries and technology in their cars. So this is a man who's making their green dreams come true and so forth, and they're going after him. Uh, all for the crime of thinking about building a glass house. That's so interesting, thinking about building a glass house. And what if people who actually build houses with company funds or organization funds? Let's turn to Black Lives Matter. You can look at the New York Post through Joshua Rhett Miller, 
published in 2022, or if you don't like the post, you can turn to the AP or other news outlets to find stories about the people who ran Black Lives Matter buying multiple homes, one of them $6 million and had 6,500 square feet, six bedrooms and bathrooms, fireplaces, a pool, parking for 20 cars, and so forth. And that's a company meeting space. Folks, it's a nonprofit. And wouldn't you think that it would be rather conspicuous to buy multiple homes in elite real estate regions without first considering renting or buying reasonably priced real estate in areas that would actually represent the interests of such an organization? Nope, no issue to be found there. Not a problem. That's fine. But if you're Elon Musk and you think about building a house through your company's profits, you even think about that and talk to other people in your company about that, that's something apparently, according to the SEC, you should be telling your shareholders. Excuse me, X and SpaceX shareholders, I just want to share with you this morning, I thought about building a house for myself. I thought about it. And I want to make a press release and a quarterly disclosure to you that I was thinking about that this morning when I was on the can. And so, um, okay, that's the news for the day from SpaceX. (laughs) Okay, but if you're one of the founders of BLM, you can spend $6 million on a home that had not previously been reported to BLM officials and try to keep it a secret from journalists, and there's nothing to see there. The Department of Justice has no interest in that, even though we have $12 billion of damage resulting from the BLM riots in 2020 and ongoing. We have racial division beyond anything we've seen in our lifetimes, beyond anything we've seen. We have a a hysterical society that has regressed into some kind of quasi-religious war over things like race and gender, resulting from, in part, organizations like that. Nothing to see there. But don't think about things, folks. Don't have the wrong thoughts. Elon Musk had the wrong thoughts, and you shouldn't have those. Do you get this? Okay. And meanwhile, we have 7,500 people flowing over the border into just one border town in Texas. We've got 4,000 every few hours, it seems, flowing into San Diego. These are actual problems, but nothing to see there. Remember, the actual crisis is that there are rich, stingy people in the United States who simply aren't willing to spend more money to take in the world's poor from below the border and the world's criminals. Yes, that's right. Remember, 37 to 40% of our prison population is constituted by illegal immigrants from Mexico and other south-of-the-border states. Uh, This is not conspiratorial. This is mathematical. And so, I don't know, can you rely on your fellow citizen for conversation like this, or can you only get it through me? Maybe that's why you tune in, so you can get straight facts like this, honest conversation with me, and this is our little private space that you rely on every day, or just about every day. I'm glad you do. As I'd mentioned yesterday, there was a story that broke in Pennsylvania where they're linking driver's license registration to voter registration, and then simultaneously, but in a separate initiative in the same quarter, in the same session of Congress statewide in Pennsylvania, seeking to remove the requirement for a social security card so that immigrants can get driver's licenses. Do you see that? So you get the driver's license, you get that cleared, 
and then you clear the way to make a driver's license linked to voter registration automatically. And that's how this process works. They're literally flowing across the border, people who they would like to capture in a political ideology. And again, anybody who tells you that that is conspiratorial, you should stop them in their tracks with the following. All you have to say is, it is good politics to try to capture the growing Hispanic community into one party or the other. If you are part of the Democrat Party operations or you're part of the Republican Party operations, it's good politics to wonder how to uh, capture and enlist an enormous population in the United States who is, at this point, not politically unaffiliated, but not politically aligned. That's just good politics. We've got 40, maybe 50 million people in the Hispanic community, and neither party has purely captured them or aligned them. The Democrats are trying through uh, handouts. They're trying through straight-up bribery. That's all they're doing. We're going to give you uh, immigration status. We're going to give you citizenship. We're going to give you uh, subsidies and welfare. So vote for us. It's just a straight bribe. The Republicans are taking a longer-term strategy, if it's a strategy at all, and they're trying to align their value system with the cultural values of the Hispanic community. And we are starting to see some ground movement in that direction. Historically, immigrants from south of the border have voted Democrat, and largely because of the immigration status issue and entitlements, and that's just what it is. So the bribe works to some extent. Uh, We've seen some movement toward the GOP from the Hispanic community recently as people become more uh, grounded in the United States and they set roots more deeply over time. Their cultural values align much more with the Republicans. And so that may be a longer term backfire for the Democrats. They may not have calculated that correctly. But in the short term, it probably will guarantee the Democrats a stranglehold on politics for at least a generation. Okay, I meandered a bit, but I think that we talked about some very important topics this morning. First off, the border crisis is not a crisis, you're a bigot. Uh, Second off, you shouldn't say anything out loud, even if you're Elon Musk, nobody's safe. Don't have the wrong thoughts, that's not allowed. And furthermore, you're stingy, and if you have any money, you should be giving it away, you should be sending a check to the government, And you should be telling them to use that to properly house migrants who are coming over from claims of political asylum. Okay? So get it straight, folks. (laughs) Get it straight. Don't have the wrong thoughts. All right. Well, listen, this has been a good time. And I'll come to you probably next week. I have an interview uh, on the Critical Therapy Antidote podcast tomorrow. I've already recorded with them once, and we're going to be talking about the ridiculous Holmes report from the American Psychoanalytic Association that claims that every one of us are deeply and terribly racist and that American psychoanalysis is an outcome of white supremacy. How absurd, how ridiculous, how vile. And I'll be on talking about that uh, tomorrow. Uh, Okay, there we are. Be well.